Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jared from the Photographic Collective Podcast. Super pumped you're here. Today is an awesome interview with Blair from the world's best wedding photographers. Uh, she's also one of the founders of Junebug Weddings. Um, super bummed. I wasn't actually able to be in this interview, uh, so Miles took the reins, and uh, we're going to get to hear Miles and Blair chat uh, about some really awesome stuff um, because Blair is just packed full of wisdom. Uh, and she's super approachable, kind, humble, generous. You're going to see all of it in this interview. Um, and they're going to talk through some things like curation and community and collaboration and consistency. Uh, so if those things, um, yes, they all start with the letter C. But if those things sound interesting to you, then you need to buckle up because this is going to be an awesome interview. Yeah, let me be flattering. Can I flatter you for a second? <laughs> okay. Um, Sure. <laughs> I mean, your name, Blair, so far precedes you. It's unbelievable. Um, it's almost daunting a little bit how far it precedes you. But I don't know anything about you personally, except for your name. And That's the fact that you so have like funny. single... Yeah. So tell me, like, t- if you don't mind, I know that... Is that weird? Can I fangirl you? Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah. So, gosh, that's really sweet. And I hear that from people in the industry and it always... Um, confuses me. Like, I've just been an entrepreneur since I was really young. Um, literally had two paper outs when I was 10 years old. Um, you know, it was always like squirreling away, like my little piggy bank or whatever. I didn't come from a family that had money. So it was like, you know, need to help out. And, um, I sold Christmas cards and then I learned to do taxes, which was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> her family business and worked in restaurants and was a chef and I've just done um, so many different kinds of work and then yeah. in uh, let's see 1999 I went to um, Europe and on this fantastic trip for like nine months with um, oh, my wow. family and while we were gone uh, t- uh, two things happened one I fell in love with photography and uh, two, we lost all the money we had and then some. So we had a bunch of money in these really bad stocks back in the day. There was a huge fall. So we came back $200,000 in debt to the IRS. And at oh the time gosh. we had like, we had left with 2 million. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what am I going to do with my life now? Am I going to go back and, you know, start something up again? Or am I going to take this passion that I have for photography and turn it into something? So as soon as I got back, um, I immediately enrolled in the Photographic Center Northwest on Capitol Hill here in Seattle, mm-hmm. started their fine art program in photography, um, started doing a lot of film testing back. This was all film then. And so we were mm-hmm. in the dark room and put together a lot of small groups of people to help do shoots and projects and just got very community oriented, which catapulted my understanding of photography. And I was able to start doing portraits and weddings fairly quickly within the next year. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. And I was really lucky at the time, you know, like with artists, whatever I was shooting at the time was in. So I got, like one of my pieces got in the Fry Art Museum, which was just weird. It was like a pinch me moment. And then there mm-hmm. was like um, these different awards that I won. And I was able to charge a lot of money at the time. Now you're talking about the year 2000. So I was charging like $1,500 to do portraits yeah. Um, yeah. for the city and fee and then getting good money for weddings because we got into the high end market. So um, that was really fun for a, a long time. And my, um, 
the person I show it with, Christy Weber, who was a co-owner um, with um, at Junebug with me, mm-hmm. uh, was my second, not my second shooter. She was my partner shooter. She was fantastic. Yeah. I actually, and and so um, we decided that we wanted to launch um, something that would promote the vendors in our community. And we started um, Junebug with the idea that we would just show the top 10 in each category. And we did it totally for free. Um, and we just wanted brides and grooms to be able to choose people that were really trustworthy. So yeah. it, it ended up taking off huge. Uh, six months in, we wrote to people and we said, wow, it looks like we're bringing a ton of business. Would we be willing to pay? And literally every one except one person was. So we opened with 149 members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, built Joombug. Um, it was a great, amazing time. Just tremendous amounts of work went into that site. Uh, and then it was time for people to kind of do different things. One of our co-founders, Kim, was really wanted to stay with her photography business. It was blowing up. Um, I wanted to get in more into consulting and that kind of thing with photographers. So I launched that. Christy um, went into web design. She's fantastic at it. So we all split up. And then, as you know, not long after that, my only child died. And, um, you know, as any parent or even someone who's not a parent out there can imagine that rocks your existence. So yeah. um, I just went traveling for many years. Came back, you know, with an even bigger bug for photography, which is just my number one love, and just said, okay, I'm just going to throw the dice and I'll start this world's best wedding photos. And we launched two weeks before COVID, so it's been quite a roll. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I work very much, uh, split my time between world's best and being a consultant for photographers, mainly doing copywriting, um, curation, SEO, uh, business planning, but just kind of see their potential. I guess that's my superpower. I see other people's potential. Mm. And that's what I love. I just, I just want to bring them up to where I know they can be. Uh, so, you know, my life is kind of built around that and it's based on photography because it's my, lo- my love of the art form, but it's also my love of the people who I think are just incredibly, um, usually just very kind and emotional because they're wedding photographers and, the community is really lovely. It's really different than a lot of other sort of subgroups of the wedding industry. And so I just, I couldn't be happier. I do exactly what I like all day long. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, listen, we've been recording for six minutes. I think you probably, anybody that, that listens to the podcast that knows me, whether from the coaching programs or from the community or whatever... If anyone was even remotely curious as to why I was eager to have you on here, I think you you just summed up in six minutes what has taken me six months to tell everybody. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it's remarkable. Okay, so, I, gosh, I have so, so much admiration for everything that you just said. So, I, I want to talk, like, quickly, though. I just want to ask you questions about, about those early days in Junebug because let's just say it how, how it is. You, you, started this, you started this concept... Yeah. That was being done in other ways. But but you guys became the authority. I has yeah. anybody ever told you that? Like have do you, do you, have you taken time to understand that? So because I was starting I I graduated from from college in 07 and uh and was was living in New York and back and forth and shooting starting ten, kind of dabble in weddings um but still shooting a lot of fashion work. 
Junebug was the, it was like where we went to understand what good was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's hopefully where we're going with World's Best. Um, I, so, I, well, yes, we're going to get there. You're, you're yes, spot on yes. with that. So but Junebug to me. me about that. So I'm at, I don't know, right? Like, um, <laughs> we, we marvel at that. Like, you know, I was just at WPPI and people were just, Oh my God, this and that about you did this and that. And I just like, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time I'm just like working in my pajamas, you know, on the couch. Um, yep. you're just pu- busting it out. What you know, um, is going to be good. We had an amazing, um, team. I have an amazing team now. Um, always connect mm-hmm. myself. Even my accountant now has a fine art degree. So I always connect myself with people who love the mm. art form. That's really important. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we were, did these like fashion reports. Um, so those were big shoots that we did where we brought on big name photographers. And of course that got us a lot of play out there with planners and all of that kind of thing. And it's actually something I'm thinking about bringing back um, the idea of doing shoots with our photographers and then, you know, now it's a whole other world, it. right? Like, I love but it. Sign it's, me up. it's a Let's video go. world. It's yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that was really great. Um, part of it. We just, I, I don't know. It was just the right time. And we were really the first ones. I mean, people were saying they were vetting people, but they really weren't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, anyone could get on, they'd say, Oh, this carefully selected list, but anyone could get on. Yeah, so, it was pay to play really. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. for us, I mean, pay to play is an interesting thing. It's across the board now, right? And I guess some people could say, hey, you were, you, uh, you know, help that come along. And maybe that's not a good thing. But my intention was to make sure that couples could actually hire the best people. That was really all I cared about. And so we would just vet like crazy for reviews and quality of the website. And how did this person, you know... And we had everybody, every guy that was building a business then tell me we were idiots. They're like, how do you turn down all this money? Right. And I was like, well, I'm not really looking to make all this money. It's never like Mm -hmm. I had it. I didn't have it. I wasn't any different. (laughs) Right. So it wasn't really something I was very concerned about. I'd, I'd had a lot of money in my life before, and it's one less thing to worry about, but it doesn't change your fundamental happiness. As long as you can pay your bills. I mean, if you're, if you're struggling, that's another story, but, but if you can just make things happen. So that wasn't my goal. And so we had people come in who wanted to invest and do different things with a company. And a lot of times what they wanted to do is just bring on anyone. They were like, you, you know, everyone's saying that, just do that. And I, no, not going to do it. Um, so yeah, so the timing was perfect for us. I really don't know. There's always magic, right? It's always, why is this photographer huge right now? Why is this thing happening? It's like, sometimes it doesn't all make sense. It's just timing, just luck and timing. Which is beautiful, honestly, like beautifully put because you, I can clearly remember like Blair genuinely, I, I clearly remember even where I was sitting. I remember my first June bug feature and Ah. sitting back in my chair and being like, oh my God, I've made it. This is it. Like, uh, you know, like I'm officially, uh, I'm officially known. I don't know if that, I'd, and, but what that says to me, like, this is why, why I wanted to have this conversation with you is what that says to me is that you, you created a community and a team where you were so heavily curating the, the perspectives of the industry 
that we we admired you and we didn't even know who you were. And yeah. that, that is, so now, I mean, fast forward, now with World's Best, I, I, again, I, I remember getting the email from you or it may, may have been a, an Instagram message right off the bat or something like that that was like, you know, would you be interested uh-huh. in being a part of this? We love your work, whatever. And it was that same feeling of like, listen, I, we've, we've been in all the magazines. We've done all of the stuff, right? We've won the awards. We were endorsed. We're, we've got the things. But to have somebody that is curating the industry, not curating, not as an editor, not as a, you know, whatever, but that is literally curating what good is. It's called world's best, Blair. Come on. You're, I know. The, like, humble, right? Yeah. Well, the reason I did yeah. that is because that's SEO. Because so that was yeah. like, that was all about SEO. Yeah. And, well, and you know, subtle. I could have called it Joombug, <laughs> but I wasn't going to be subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not subtle. Um but so it came. I can remember you. Um, you reached out to me not long after um, we won a, a looks like film award, and I was so confused oh, because right. we had just been named one of the one of the world's best wedding photographers from looks like film. And then I got this message from you that's like the world's best wedding photographers wants to. And I was like, wait a second. Um, but I I, I want to ask you questions about that. Like, how did you decide? What is the audacity? And I mean that in a like a, a truly creative and complimentary way. But, yeah, but what is the audacity that goes into saying, <laughs> right? "Okay, right? <laughs> I now have such a finger on the industry, I can help people understand who the world's best is." Yeah. So one of the things that I've been most lucky with is creating relationships, largely from going to uh, face-to-face meetings. So whether that's a big mm-hmm. conference or whatever. So in the first years of Jumbug. I was able to meet many of the top photographers in the world and become friends with them. And so because of that, I started working like a lot of, a lot of the people I work with as a consultant are really top photographers. I mean, I'd work with all ranges, but, and so I've been behind the scenes in their galleries. Like I've been behind the mm-hmm. scenes, not just looking at real weddings, but looking at yeah. their full, everything that they own, everything that we can use for marketing, everything that mm-hmm. is possible to push their brand, right? And I would say that that's true. I've seen behind hundreds of people's businesses. So I know the difference between like the myth of who's great and who's yeah. actually delivering really solid work for their clients. And then when we vet, and also, you know, learned, learned through fine art photography in the dark room. So I have this perspective around black and white and how it's changed. Um, and then also, you know, all the years at Jumbug, like I was the judge of the best of the best for years and years and years. So, and then mm-hmm. today, People send me, people in World's Best, they can send me their full wedding galleries because I'll try to yeah. see if they can get them published. And um, Ooh, okay. we and, and one thing that's really exciting is we're starting to do real weddings now. And we were one of the first people to do it back in June, Bug, and we haven't done it on World's Best because we were like really focused on um, categories, like, you know, the first mm-hmm. look or the most hilarious moment or those kinds of things. But... A, um, Jacqueline Tobin, who is the editor of Rangefinder magazine, just yeah. moved on from there looking for new opportunities. And she's our new real weddings editor. And actually, this is the first time I've told anyone that. So Ooh, that's special. 
It's hugely special and we're looking for other opportunities for her to do for us. So she's now on our team. And between the two of us, <laughs> I would say that, mm, oh gosh, the level of the, how many people we know in the industry and what we know about the industry at depth, um, I can be that audacious. I, I know that's yeah. like, it's, I, I kind of cringe when I say that. No, it's beautiful, but it's beautiful because here's the, that's why, I, that's why I asked the question because often, you know, when we're in, when we're in trainings or we're workshops or whatever, the conversation that I'm often having with, with younger photographers is that like the humble brag it, it will never get you anywhere. It will never get you anywhere. You have right. to either be humble or bold. And it's okay to know that you're good at something. And I would say like, Blair, I mean, you, I, I can't, I, now I'm fascinated. I cannot wait. I've got to go see your work. But as a curator of work, I, I will say there's, there's nobody better. There is absolutely nobody better. And I can say that because I can click into your website and and go through, let's just pick like a state and I'll click the state and I'll go in and I know every name. Ah, that's right? really great. Like, that's really great. And it's like, these are all people that I've spoken next to at conferences or people that I've hosted workshops with or just people that I've high-fived or people I've looked up to for years, uh, you know, but the names carry weight and you oh, guys yeah. are curating, you're curating a, a place where these brands can survive as the noise grows, as it just gets louder and louder and the internet becomes more, you know, of a, of a vacuum of, of white noise. Especially um, in social media where the um, viewer is deciding what's in. So I used to mm -hmm. see trends move at about a two-year rate and now they're like six months. So it's like whatever's wow. in and then everyone's doing it, right? Everyone's got a brown mm -hmm. filter. Everyone's doing paparazzi. Everyone's doing this thing. Yep. And it's like, so what I try to get people to do is to really own and be bold about their own voice. Mm -hmm. So some people, you know, everyone has to have three years experience to be on World's Best and has to shot at least 50 weddings. But after that, they could have, you know, three and a half years experience and be brought on because their distinctive voice was there and because they had really great reviews. So maybe they're not this huge name. Maybe people don't know about them yet. But if I feel like I can curate their work and explain it in a really clear way. This is what they bring to you that's different. Mm, um, or mm -hmm. how you get to choose as a couple, like, oh, I really dig this style. Like we're all about distinctive styles. So a lot of places, you know, they're either, it's all documentary or it's all light and airy or it's yeah, all dark and whatever. moody or whatever that vibe is of the owner of the company. And mm -hmm. what I want this to be is somewhere that couples can come and get well, I guess my motto is to make people fall in love with wedding photography. Mm -hmm. I want couples to get their minds blown and go, oh, wow, I was thinking it would be, you know, this story of my day and these people would be standing there and this kind of thing. And it was like, I had no idea that this kind of art or this kind of like viewpoint is available. So that's what I'm really trying to put forward with this is like, here's, mm -hmm. here's all your options for what's really good. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's perfect. So, so like, let's back out for just a second then. Let me ask you what, okay. Talk to me like I'm like, I don't qualify yet. Right. Okay. So I'm, okay. I'm a year into the business. I'm 20, you know, 15 weddings in and still trying to figure out my voice. What, what advice do you have for those photographers that don't, they, they can't, they can see the goal, right? Yeah. Like, for instance, like I can remember, I, I remember spending years 
Like all I wanted was to find myself on a June bug feature. I just wanted it and wanted it and wanted it. We got, we, <laughs> loved, we got, listen, Blair, we, I was on every other wedding blog before June bug was the last one. It really was. Yeah. But, but what are the, but you talk about what, it like it's gone, which is interesting. They're still running it, but it's different, right? It's just different. It's different because the internet has changed. It's different because my, my perspective on, um, on reach has changed. Uh, it's it's different because my clientele has has shifted a lot. My, oh, my clientele yeah. isn't shopping uh, on on the internet anymore. But um, but it's mainly least, it's uh, mainly changed in content. That's really the yeah. it's really mainly changed in content. And so mm-hmm. it's still it's still I think has quite a bit of numbers out on the internet. But the thing is is that mm-hmm. if you don't curate really if if you don't and I guess getting back to your question. It all could have tails together, right? So if you don't curate very, very carefully, nobody knows how to assign your brand. They don't know how to think about your brand. Mm-hmm. So when I get, when new people come to me and actually no matter how, like they could be the biggest name in the industry. When they come to me to write their bios or their websites or help them with a business model, the first thing I do is I just say, send me 20 wedding gallows. Mm. I just need to see how you shoot. And then I know your soul, like, I mean, that's kind of a funny word, but Oof. I know your no, that drive, cool. right? That drive that you have behind you for your work. And so I can tell, are you somebody who picks up sense of humor? Are you, are you somebody that knows how to take an ethereal shot? Is it going that way? And once I look at all of that, then I put together several folders. So I have the hero shots, which are going to sell your work right away on your website. So Mm -hmm. that might be a five or seven um, slideshow. It could be photos that are peppered throughout. Then um, what are the best quotes? Then I go and look at the quotes from your clients. What are the best quotes? What are they saying? Does this match? Can I make a brand match here? Like, did they say it was super fun? And then the photos are super fun, right? Yeah. So if I can make that brand match, then I will talk to that person and say, all right, here's your hero shots. Here's the slideshow shots. And here's like your 60 to 100 strongest shots in your portfolio. And here's how they match together. So what I'm reading from you is this is what you want to go for. So let's figure out how you're going to get your processing, your wording, everything to go for that. Like go full hard into that. And Sometimes people will be like, well, I can't do that because, you know, that's not in right now or whatever. And I'm telling you across the board, if you do what you love the most, like really jazzes you up and you stay with it hardcore, you will be successful. It's amazing that you say that because I I think we can probably uh, like agree to this together. The number of times that I've seen photographers try and emulate, you know, like uh, they, they're desperately trying to be Jose Villa or they're trying yeah. to be John Dolan or they're trying to be Gabe McClintock. And, and so then what you end up with is these niches because it becomes such a, such a, like, um, a watered down concept. That's right. Well, Jose Villa is light and airy and Gabe is dark and movie. No, no, that's not the case. Jose Villa is Jose Villa. The fact that his work has so much air to it is because it's his work, not the other way around. Yes. And it's just your viewpoint. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and so in curating, I mean, I would say I think one of the brilliant things that you've done. I was fascinated. Those of you guys that are listening to this, when when I submitted to you guys, 
Um, I can't remember now the entire process. It's been a couple of years. But when I submitted to you, I remember just grabbing my Fujifilm uh, portfolio because I, I have a, a whole like approved portfolio from, from their team. And I remember just sending it to you and being like, okay, here you go. Here's some bangers. The photos that you chose out of those to be my initial portfolio totally surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, completely surprised me. They were shots that were... Um, uh, significantly more cinematic than you most of the stuff that I that I posted and shared um, mm-hmm. very compositionally dynamic very like it, you know not not the editorial shots it was you picked a lot of the ones that were not safe and it yes. changed the way that I saw my own work oh um, wow cool so it really did and so so I want like I want I want you to Talk through that for people. How important is it for people to find somebody, even though you didn't know that you did that, but but you actually started, I would say, I think you started a snowball for me where I started asking other people to help me curate my work mm-hmm. because I had spent Smart. my entire career, I'd, start, I'd spent my entire career saying, well, these are my favorite photos and realizing I was missing the, I was emotionally attached to something that wasn't showing in the photo. Um, you know, but I, I needed people that, that could look at my work and say, no, 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 these are, these are the work, you know, the, the pieces that are truly, truly special. So how important is that, do you suggest for, for people to find that, that community or that person that can go through and help you curate? Well, it's interesting. So you can get another photographer to help you curate. And usually what I see happen with that is they'll choose things that look like their own work. Um, so Mm. It is just sort of innate, right? They, they like what they like. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're going to choose things that look like that. Then um, in communities, that's great. So you have a big community, you get a lot of back and forth. A lot of people are uncomfortable with that. You have to be, as an artist, you got to have a bit of a thick skin because... Yeah. Critique is incredibly important to anything you do. I mean, all through, I think that's how I've been an entrepreneur most of my life is that I'm just willing to get critiqued and stay flexible. So I'm like, okay, I'm messing this up right now. I just got to get back, you know, got to get back to, to what matters or, you know, to prioritize these things instead of these things. So I think that's really, you know, having a community that can help you as long as you literally are willing to hear whatever. <laughs> Right. How have you like stepped outside of yourself as a as a creative then as an artist and done and been able to see uh, other other creatives work? So, um, uh, you know, like so it's not objectively right. It's it, it's it's still it's still going to be my opinion. I mean, we always have to understand uh-huh. that, right? And I do have a bias towards um, classic black and white photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to push myself when I have a client who really wants to do something um, that's a little bit more romantic or edgy or, and, and I have to be aware of it. So that's, so first of all, you have to remember, know your biases. Um, mm-hmm. And then also it's just the weird set of experience I've had. So being a, being a photographer myself and then owning Junebug and being a content creator and, and a consultant and owning world's best, it's like, I think it's just the years of experience of looking at so many different things. I, 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 that's all I can think of really. Cause I'm sure in the beginning, you know, I had a really strong opinion about my work when I was a photographer or what I thought other good photography was. 
I also love photography of all genres. So it's not just like I'm looking at wedding photography. Mm-hmm. I love photography yeah. of all genres. And I've worked for a couple other companies. I worked for one who um, tasked me with going to find the biggest info- Instagram influencers in the world and getting them to send their Instagram photos in for to get printed. So that also, that was like a year project that took me down into th- that kind of photography. Uh, I also know a lot of people in um, photojournalism. So it's just, I think, looking at what makes an artist an artist. And one of the things that really stands out is if you, you know, if you go to a museum and you see an artist's work, it's all cohesive. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It's cohesive. Yeah. So if you say that's a Van Gogh or that's a Rembrandt, right? You know what that is. You know that it's not going to it's not going to look like somebody else's. It's just all in the lane. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're trying to do with your photography and one of, one of the ways that I know when somebody really hits it is when I know that they took the photo before I see who took the photo. And that is, um, there's a guy uh, right now, Andrea Veronini in Italy, that's doing this very fine art look. And I haven't seen anything like it. Um, mm-hmm. There are some up and coming paparazzi photographers. We just signed a gal, Cluel Photography. There's a gal, Sophie Ber- Berard in France that's with us. They're, the paparazzi style is their style. Mm-hmm. Like that, that it, it's not a trend for them. It's not going to change. Right. It's just that that's how they see things. So um, that's what's important to me is however you see it now. It doesn't mean it can't morph over the years. But if you're using filters, especially, and those filters are trendy, they're going to go out of style for sure. Right. And then you're going to have to change your portfolio. So that's. And when you take a great shot, it lasts forever. This this is um, ephemeral. Right. It like moves it people move through this industry, couples move through this industry. So it's really about creating a body of work, not just the best work from this year. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a remarkable concept right there because I, I think as we see, you said it earlier, that, you know, styles used to, used to change every two years. Yes. And now they're changing every six months. And I would say even at, at, at longest, often I feel like we, we see trends that come and go that, uh, a lot of photographers feel like by the by the time they have the uh, the courage to try it, it's already gone. Yeah, um, and I don't know. Some of it, if they don't like it, why get the courage? You can have courage for other things. Agreed. You know, if you don't like agreed. it, why try it at all? And what I see is that there's a lot of people out on the internet who have no concept of the art of photography, mm-hmm. who are now saying what is good and what isn't, and that has actually been true with magazines for a long time. Like. There's magazines editors and they know what the couple, they know the couple wants to see the cake and the dress and then this and that and the other thing, but they don't know what good photography is. So all of a sudden they decide that, you know, really blowing out work is the thing, right? And then everyone tries to do it, but it doesn't make it good photography. And at the end of the day, the couple that gets a a collection of photos where the, where the, photographer is kind of stabbing in the dark trying to be what is cool at the last minute it you know at this minute mm-hmm. is not going to be able to deliver something that sits on their table 50 years from now and they go wow we are su- we love that style now then and we yeah. love it now like this is us this is what fits for us yeah and i think i think so many of us had to have to kind of find that that rule out the hard way 
Yeah. Um, it is fascinating though that you say that. So this morning, uh, before we started recording, I was in a meeting with, uh, with a wedding planner and I was, we're, we're, we're planning this beautiful wedding in Cabo. And so we're looking at all of these different, uh, venues and resorts and, uh, you know, just op- opportunities nice. and just scouring the internet, right? Just literally scouring the internet. And one of, I'm not going to say their names, but one of the other large, uh, large wedding blogs pops up with like, okay, you can just search it. Let's just look up Cabo. And it was, it was fascinating, Blair. Everything that you just said is something I just experienced. We're, I'm able to click in based solely on a hero image, Right, so right. it's like okay, wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's but I I click in, and now I'm overwhelmed with just very very poorly chosen photos that tell a story that I'm sure was absolutely beautiful, but I can't tell anything. I'm trying to research for you know for a location. I can't tell anything about where we are. So it's mm. like you know. So why 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 did this incredibly high end couple take you to Cabo to shoot the entire wedding at one point two? Like mm. you, there is, there is no context. There's no depth. There's no, there's nothing. But what it comes down to is, I'm sure that's not the case. I think it's just very poorly curated. Correct. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. And people have such a hard time curating. I have a, a friend who owns a big consulting company, has lots of copywriters working for him, and he'll put together these websites, and then people never send the photos because they don't want to curate their own photos, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I always start there. Like, cause it's just like, just send me all of it. Cause I know how hard it is for you to look at your own work. A lot of times people will be, there's a couple other things they want to do. They want to show diversity. And so they'll be like, show, they'll send me like, but they don't really shoot for diverse clients. So they'll mm-hmm. send me sort of these random photos just to have them in there. And I'm like, okay, yeah. but you got to take them well, right? Like we can't put them in there just cause they need to be in there. Right. Like, yeah. You, just because you, their skin tones represented. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, um, and sometimes, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, you have to have your portfolio has to be about, about your style. And at the same time has to emotionally connect to the client. So that's why like those first five photos that are on your website should have an emotional impact. They shouldn't just show your most artistic shot. Like, and you're not trying to wow them with your artistry because they actually don't really understand it at the level that you do. They just understand their emotional reaction for the most part. And so you want to have that, like, you know, if, if your style is hip, then you've got to have a really hip shot. If you're a destination photographer, you want the ultimate destination with people feeling really great. You know, like you're selling Mm -hmm. that first few seconds and you know, that uplifting, like you want them to smile, to smile, and you don't want to hit them with the sad photo until like four or five where they go, Oh, you know, and you're getting Mm -hmm. all this stuff. It's, it's like, the psychology of sales around um, photographs now is just so important because most people are visual learners. And for, you know, decades, centuries, people have been trying to convince us that we're readers. We're not. Most people are visual learners. They want to, they make decisions based on what they see, not what they read. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, the reading has to back it up, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting off topic for you. So I'm going to, no, you're, this is magic. No, I love this. So, so, so how can, like, how can photographers find their work into what you've curated? Like how, how how would a, a young photographer, I mean, so I mentor, um, a lot at these, mm-hmm. these days, a whole lot of up and coming photographers and some oh, of cool. what, which their yeah. work is absolutely remarkable. Some of which we're really developing. Some of which, if I'm honest, I don't know if they will be photographers long-term. I mean, it, it's yeah. like, I can see, 
I can see what they love, but I don't see what I love in it. And that's okay. That's, that's, that's not a judgment call. But how can photographers that aspire to find themselves with this world's best stamp next to their name, how does that happen? Oh, gosh, it's just hard work, right? So one of the things is, I'd say the number one reason we turn people down is bad processing. That's like the first, like in, in one second, I just go, no, I don't know how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what I mean about, what do I mean bad? I mean, inconsistent. So I'm seeing black and white that is, it's sepia, it's black and white. It has some warm rose color to it. Like, I'm like, why is mm-hmm. all of that happening? Or the processing just doesn't pop. So a lot of times when people are, especially around trying to create a romantic mood or trying to desaturate, that has to, it's so specific to make that look romantic that uh, there's a lot of mistakes that get made when that happens. And it just take, it just dulls the shot. It just takes the, the pop out of that shot and takes your, um, doesn't draw to the subject, right? So all of a sudden you, you've, you've got no direction for your eye to go to the subject because you're, because it's so flat. So that's a lot of times, um, the reasons other reasons are just not working hard enough. You can't stand with your camera at eye level and shoot at eye level all day and document a wedding, just what's happening in front of you. You have to make photos happen. And that doesn't make moments happen because you can be completely documentary, but you have to make photos happen. So that means, you know, shooting off the ground, getting back really far, getting the whole picture, getting right up into the crying, to the moment, like all of those different, um, perspectives and angles and the composition. So that comes in next. What are they doing with composition? If that composition is just happening at eye level all the time, then there's never going to be that really killer set collection that I'm going to be able to put into contest, to put into editorial, to to help push them. And if I can't push them, why would they be on, right? If I can't push their look, Mm -hmm. then why, you know, what am I going to do for them? Yeah, so what, I mean, that's a fascinating uh, juxtaposition because basically what you just said right is you need to have a more intentional post process very right? intentional like, what whatever that ends up looking like which I see that right. a, a lot we see you know we see photographers that really they truly do want to have this like Polaroid post process thing which is like okay fine I mean I it, it may not be my taste but like just stay with it just stick to it right and um, but then that it's that juxtaposition of saying you need to have a more uh, intentional compositional concept as well. Like absolutely, we want we want to create in camera so that you're not trying to fix in post, right? That's the whole thing, and that's why I can always tell when somebody almost always I'd say ninety nine percent of the time if they know how to shoot film with black and white, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because okay. of tonality, right? Because it's that mm-hmm. understanding of tonality and where what the camera sees. Um, so that that's really interesting. Um, to me. And that means like, you know, they didn't have to like go to school over it, but they just have an understanding. Mm -hmm. But I think um, the intention about the processing has to be spot on. So right now I'm working with our social media director as an upcoming photographer, and she's shooting with some of the biggest names in LA right now as she learns the craft. And that is what they're all telling her, like Marlies Hartman and John and Joseph and uh, the Callaways. It's like you, that is your thing. You cannot go, you can't divert to some other sort of processing. You need to decide what it is and then hone it in and make it hit that pocket every single time because that is your look. 
And so I, that's, that's where I always start. And I, I can't emphasize enough that that's the first thing that people should do is to get that down. And then mm. once they have that down, they just need to work harder. And so I think about like, um, a friend of mine was shooting with Ben Chrisman in Ibiza and she was like, I've never seen anyone work that hard. Now, if you look at their collection of photographs, <laughs> you know, they're mind blowing. Right. But huh. she was like, he's on tables. He's under tables. He's like in the dance floor. He's everywhere with his camera. He's got two cameras going. He's got two lenses happening. She's like, and is just shooting the crap out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, um, that I think a lot of times people go. All right, everybody. I, I just had to, we eventually had to call it somewhere. The The fact of the matter is that this entire conversation did continue on for a number more minutes, uh, but we had some technical difficulties with Blair's internet. And we just decided that, you know what? The information that she had given up to this point was so valuable. It was so incredibly pertinent and her perspective is so well-shaped um, that we wanted to get the meat of it over to you guys and not mess with trying to re-record anything. And so here's where we're at. Um, you guys, listeners, thank you so much for investing today in, in this episode. If you would like to ask questions, if you'd like to get more involved, you can hit me on Instagram anytime at Miles Boyer. That's M-I-L-E-S-W-I-T-T-B-O-Y-E-R. Or find us over on Facebook at The Photographic Collective. It's a free group to join. You guys, we uh, we are pouring into that community every single day with, uh, with new opportunities and new knowledge, new trainings. Um, and we have officially now moved all of our small group trainings and one-to-one trainings over into our own Slack channels, which is exciting, allows us to have just a cleaner optic on who we're helping and why we're working with them. You guys, if you'd like more information on any of that, write me, uh, text me, find me. I'm an open book. And uh, and y'all, as always, thank you so much uh, for subscribing, for liking, and for being a part of this community. Jared and I appreciate each and every listener. And, uh, and so just the time that you spent to listen in means the world. And of course, uh, to Blair, a huge thank you for stepping away from an incredibly busy schedule just to give us a, a little glimpse into what the last uh, 10 years of curating an entire industry has looked like through her eyes. It was a really special conversation. Uh, We'll see you next time.